We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the 2016 political election. No, just kidding. We're not going to talk about that stuff here. We're going to talk about the Friday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you get a chance to rate, review us, please go ahead and share it and subscribe. Benny, are you so glad that we're not actually really going to talk about politics? We're going to talk about something that's fun, the DFS slate for Friday. Yeah, I mean, basically, I would just have one question for the candidates. Um, should DFS be legal or not? And your answer will Depend dictate on, my vote. Right, exactly. You want that's my it. vote, you know what to do. Yeah, because, I mean, there's some pretty dumb stuff that other people are voting because, like, you know, one reason or another that one of these clowns said something. So, I, I mean, I think we have, like, the worst lot of political presidential candidates ever. So mm-hmm. that's my take on that subject. Now let's talk about something we care about. Yeah, which is the point guard position for the Friday slate. We've got some big boys back in action here. Uh, nine games, 18 teams in action here. Uh, I expect some pretty good spreads on uh, some of these games here, like uh, – Charlotte at Portland. I don't know. Charlotte to me, as it's like, I can't even tell how many healthy guys they have left. And so, like, I love how they decide to take um, the Sacramento Kings to double OT and then absolutely lay down a 73 point, you know, whack job performance against Utah. It just drives mm-hmm. me insane. 
Um, but nevertheless, we do have Utah who broke the 100-point the mark and did some weird things like have uh, Derek Favors come off the bench. I was like, this, there's no way this works, and they end up blowing Charlotte out by 30. So uh, go figure there. Uh, we have some interesting things happening with, with the rotation in Dallas. We uh, got our, our favorite team to maybe target or stack against, the Phoenix Suns right now, who have, who have um, replaced the 2015 Philadelphia 76ers as, um, you know, maybe mm. the worst performing team in terms of uh, win capability for the rest of the season. So a lot of interesting stuff happening here overall. And let's go ahead and filter down what we can uh, do here at the point guard position in terms of top options. Yeah, I mean, I I really like what, uh, Westbrook going up against Houston. I think that's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm hoping that they can keep it a little bit closer than uh, you know Houston kept their last game. I told everybody yesterday I wasn't a fan of Harden. You know, you guys know I always talk about Harden. I think he's far and away the best shooting guard, but against San Antonio, he definitely was not an option. So I actually got that right yesterday. It was one of the few things I got right yesterday because it was not a good day for me in DFS. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that Westbrook going up against that Houston team should be able to put up some numbers. Both those teams play pretty fast. Neither one of those teams plays amazing defense. Um, so if you're going to spend up, I like him. He's got a 55 or more fantasy points in six of his last seven games. So I like him more for cash than for tournaments. I don't think he has you know, that 6 7x upside that we really like to see in tournaments. But if you need a guy who's safe for you know, 55 fantasy points. I mean, if you look at his game logs, that's basically Russell Westbrook right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So of the top options, he's my favorite. I like Chris Paul going up against the Lakers just because of that matchup. Plus it's the LA-LA thing. So I think that, you know, he wants to put on a good show to, you know, kind of prove that he's the king of that town over there. So I don't mind him. His numbers have been up lately. You know, obviously with no Blake Griffin, he's been a guy that's Scoring a little more, he's getting a couple more steals, a few more assists, um, you know, like really stepping up and taking that role as, you know, we know that he can. I mean, he's a guy that can put up those numbers every night if he wanted to, but he's a true point guard. He tries to get everybody else involved, you know, and when his team needs him to score, though, he's always able to step up and do that. So I think this is a good spot for him. And then Kemba Walker going up against Portland. Um, You know, we know Portland plays fast. We know that. Damian Lillard doesn't play a ton of defense, and we know that with all those guys out, like you were saying, you know, Kemba's been the guy that's been able to step up and really, like, put up some huge numbers lately. So he's a guy that I like to use when, the, you know, they're in a good spot. You know, yesterday against Utah was not a great spot to roll them out, but this game against Portland I think is. And then the last guy who's going to be on a lot of my teams is going to be Zach Levine. Um, you know, I know you've been banging the table all season on this guy, and, you know, with Kevin Martin out the last couple of games, he's been seeing some more minutes and he's absolutely been producing just humongous fantasy lines with them. So he was only forty five hundred yesterday. We don't have prices for Friday yet, but I mean, I'm assuming that's going to go up as long as he doesn't wind up in like the seven K range or something. I still think that he can get you 30 to 40 fantasy points. So anything below like fifty five hundred, I think he's in play. Yeah, I agree with you there as well. One of the other top options I think we can uh, make a case for because uh, they're just absolutely hurting there now at the at the in, in the guard spot if with Jeremy Lin leaving the game with an ankle sprain on Wednesday, so he'll be questionable. And this is Portland um, at home against Charlotte, and you know Damian Lillard has been slowly getting back to the to the level of production that we um, were accustomed to. Uh, as you know, recently as you know, ten days ago, where he was consistently dropping fifty balls 
Arnold's on, on DraftKings there. So 47 and 42 points in the, in the past two games, you know, and in, in a game that he didn't even actually shoot all that great until the end of the second half uh, in the LA Laker game, but still went for 36 and five. So I think he could be in a great spot. <clears throat> I also for super deep off the radar there. I don't know if I'm, I'm assuming he's, um, I don't know if he's point guard eligible there. Um, uh, he is point guard eligible is um, a, a guy that I, that, that I wouldn't necessarily recommend for anything else but a GPP, but if Batum is going to be out and Jeremy Lamb is going to be out um, along with Jeremy Lin, then you have to take a look at, uh, I think, Troy Daniels, at least for GPPs. He absolutely set the world on fire against Sacramento with you know 28 points and 8 trays. He got super hot. He did play 22 minutes and didn't do anything with it against Utah, but like I said, that was a blowout game uh, there as well. But they really have almost no one else in their backcourt. If um, you know, the other three options that they have you know available – um, Batum, Jeremy Lin, and Jeremy Lamb all uh, aren't going to play, so he is going to have to get twenty something plus minutes by default. Uh, I don't like to call the play overall because he's a one trick pony, a la Jamal Crawford. But you really don't have too many other options, um, you know, in terms of like uh, GPP. And you get him at um, uh, what min price essentially, or well, he jumped up to thirty six hundred. I don't expect him to be much higher than that after a, you know a, a five point performance. Um, you know, in, ter- in the scoring column against Utah, but so you can just sort of throw him in your deep, deep, big, big back pocket. I definitely prefer some of the other guys that we had mentioned here, like you know Zach Levine um, and and company uh, there uh, as well. Um, the one else, the thing I want to say to here is, if you buy into the whole revenge narrative against Darren Williams, he is playing Brooklyn. Uh, but for me personally, I mean, he had a great spot against LA. He had to play. Um, um, a good amount of minutes uh, against um, Houston and uh, the Golden State Warriors. He got 28 minutes and has done really next to nothing there. So, like, if you believe that this he'll, – he'll be super under-owned. Like, I'd probably under mm-hmm. 5%, I, I would bet. Um, you know, and he is at home against Brooklyn. So, take that for what it's worth. I probably won't be rolling him, but it is his former team. So, you know, if, you, if that's something that potentially interests you, there could be some opportunity there. All right, shooting guard position up next here for the Friday site. Let's talk about what you want to do here at the two. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can go back to Harden now. I don't, I don't hate this matchup, um, but I also don't love it. Like, I don't think he's a guy that's at the top of my list of expensive options to pay up for. But I do think he's one of the best options that we're going to have and is, you know, very likely the high scorer at the position on the day. So I think you can pay up for Harden. High-paced matchup with his, you know, former team in OKC. You know, I guess I don't know if it's still a revenge narrative at this point. They played like ten times since he got traded, you know, and <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if he's feel. I think he probably feels better with where he is now because he gets to be the man, and you know, so um, I don't I don't hate him though. But then honestly, if I'm not paying for him, I don't really love a lot of the other stuff. I think I, I'm definitely still okay with going down to Archie Goodwin. Uh, he didn't have a huge game yesterday. I know people were disappointed, but. He still put up 24 fantasy points, which is 5x. So it's not like it was a bad game. You know what I mean? He's still a very safe play to roll out there in cash games at 5x. He's still a guy who, you know, didn't kill you on your GPP rosters because he gave you money to spend up at other positions and gave you a, you know, safe 5x kind of floor. So, you know, against the New York Knicks, their guard defense is nothing special. Um, You know, so I think that, you know, Goodwin is probably somebody else that I'd still roll. And then, you know, from on from there, there's not much else that I like. I mean, if you're looking cheap, which is probably how I would do it, you know, you could look at Devin Booker, but I think I like Archie Goodwin, who's cheaper and has been giving you more upside, basically, at his price. You know, you could look at Jamal Crawford, 
again, he's a little more erratic. Sometimes he plays 25, 30 minutes, um, and he usually gives you like just below 30 fantasy points, which is good value because he's only like 42, 4,400 on DraftKings. Um, but at the same point in time, he also has those games where he goes for like, you know, 14 fantasy points against the Knicks, 17 against Indiana, 18 against Cleveland in three of his last five games. You know, he had a horrible game against Toronto, only scored two and only played like 22, 23 minutes in those games. You know, so it's more of a GPP thing. So for me, I think if I decide to pay up or if I can afford to, I'll roll Harden. If not, I'm just plugging Archie Goodwin in and moving on again. All right. I, I, I like those calls overall. Uh, for me, one thing I'll be doing is I like I think CJ McCollum's in a really good spot against Charlotte. Like we said, they are very um, banked up at that position. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if Batum gets in back in there, that's a different story overall. But I think he's got a bunch of scoring upside. He is at home against Charlotte. Um, I believe they have a rest day in between um, as well. So those are all good things. Dwayne Wade, um, for what, uh, you know, by hooker, I cook has been going, um, you know, pretty well uh, as of like 45.75 fancy points and 52 and a half against Brooklyn uh, as well. And that was um, Jimmy Butler defense on the 25th uh, there as well, where he had a, uh, a big game. So I definitely think he deserves consideration. He's on the radar. He's not cheap. Um, actually, he is uh, fairly cheap. Excuse me, he was down to 6,500 and paid off seven and eight x. So, um, you know, after having a little bit of, like a rough four game stretch, uh, he's you know been hanging under 7k for the entire month ever since uh, New Year's Day, and uh, the price has actually you know trended all the way down now to 6,500. So you could definitely make a case for him along with uh, CJ McCollum. I'm obviously still going to be in on James Harden as well, so I don't want to think I'm sort of dismissing that call. Uh, there as well and then the last thing uh, I, I will say here is um, we have to sort of uh, keep some tabs here on uh, what you want to do uh, in in the cheap territory if you need to make some a case for them you mentioned Devin Booker I think he's on the radar uh, for, uh, for, for me as well um, there was one other guy who I was thinking of oh yeah Jamal Crawford mm-hmm. for GPP only uh, they're mm-hmm. still in the same situation they're going to be all season long where they're going to need him to play a significant amount of minutes and be a, uh, have a have, have a pretty decent significant ro- uh, offensive role. It is the L.A. Lakers uh, there a- as well. So, um, and then you know he did what you basically need him to do in order to meet value, which was score a bunch, and he scored 21 points uh, against the Atlanta Hawks there as well, and really did not do much else. You know, one rebound, two assists, one steal, but 26.75 points was good for over six times value, 6.3 plus. Uh, there as well so you can sort of put them in your back pocket in uh for gpps all right um that's well, i think we're cut we're good here at shooting guard nobody else that you really want to mention correct nope i like i said it's easy for me i'm paying up for Harden, or i'm coming down to goodwin most likely all right i, I like the goodwin call there as well i've been rolling him and I, I don't care that he didn't have had a had a bit of a down game against the cavaliers that game was out of hand uh there in the fourth quarter so uh with you 100 percent uh one thing that we're also 100 percent on here is uh, the rotowire.com daily tab here, which is has everything that you need right now to get involved uh, in uh, in the DFS action for whether it's NBA, NHL, college basketball, soccer, have MLB coming up. Obviously, we cover uh, NFL all season long there as well. There's a 10-day free, 10-day free trial that you can take advantage of uh, at rotowire.com slash pod. We've got lineup optimizers, uh, defense versus position, uh, daily projections. You can do, uh, cross-reference your lineup yesterday with yesterday's optimal lineup. Uh, eight different sites that you get to use the uh, the lineup optimizer for. So everything that you need, get involved with the 10-day trial. Uh, uh, rotowire.com slash pod. Tell them Benny and Josh sent you. 
All right, we're sending it over to the small forward position here, Benny, for the uh, January 29th slate. Um, got a couple guys you might have heard of, LeBron, you know, Carmelo, KD, Gordon Hayward, and then um, some other options there in the second tier that are also quite interesting. So how are you shaking out the small forward position for today? Yeah, I mean, I love the OKC team in this matchup against Houston. So I'm going to be rolling a lot of Kevin Durant. Um, Houston, surprisingly, I know everyone thinks Trevor Reese is a great defensive player, but guys have been putting up really good numbers at both forward spots against the Houston Rockets this year. So I think that Durant is in, a, is in one of those spots where, you know, it's going to be a high-paced game, it's going to be up and down, it's going to be high scoring. Like, all those things kind of play into his hands. He's got a good DVP matchup. Houston hasn't been, you know, stopping small forwards so far this year. And I like his price, too. He's a little below 10K, so he's a tad cheaper than some of the other superstars that you would have to pay up for. So I really, really like KD in this spot. He's easily my top option. Um, but I don't think he's the only option. You know, I think Gordon Hayward's in a solid spot there. I'm probably not using Nick Batum, even though they say he's going to be playing. I kind of want to see a little bit more out of him because he's been hurt before I decide to roll him out there. Um, you know, Trevor Ariza is a decent option, but, you know, tough matchup with OKC. But he's been putting up some big numbers. That last game against San Antonio, I give him a little bit of a, you know, he gets a little bit of a pass for that one. Um, Derek Williams, if Carmelo's not playing. Uh, Shabazz Muhammad and, and Aaron Gordon have been cheap options. Guys have been rolling. And my salary saver, like sleeper kind of guy who I like and have been using, you know, to fit other guys in lately is Wes Johnson. And I think he's in a pretty good spot here again against the Lakers. So I'd be willing to roll him in again. All right. Um, I'm with you for the most part on the majority of those calls. Uh, for The way I have this uh, shaking out right now is um, if you take a look at what Gordon Hayward has been doing uh, over the past uh, I don't know, six games or so. He's been very, very cash safe with a little bit of extra upside there as well. His best performance was actually the 18th where he poured in 36, 5, and 9 uh, against the Charlotte Hornets there again. And then back, you know, coming back against Charlotte again, he put up another 42 points, scored 41 uh, or more in four of the past five, and just barely missed five times value with 4.9 times. Um, his price tag with 22, 5, and 5 against Detroit. So he's been super, super consistent. I think he's a lot cash play. Um, so there's um, some exposure that uh, that I'll be looking to take advantage of there as well. We need to definitely monitor the Carmelo Anthony news. We'll know something because uh, Knicks are playing Thursday, and they'll be back uh, on a back-to-back here at home against Phoenix on Friday. So Derek Williams is going to be on the on the radar for me in, um, in that spot there as well. And then Chandler Parsons is a guy who, um, you know, was – uh, the one player that I was still willing to roster and that I that I stumped for uh, for our own uh, sort of lineup discussion that we had yesterday uh, there, Benny, that, you know, I said I'm not afraid of him against Golden State. And, you know, actually the arrow and the production goes up with Dirk sitting for him. And he still played 34 minutes and scored 23 and 7 in four trays. We, I think I mentioned this on some show somewhere, maybe this show uh, uh, yesterday or the, or the day before, is that, you know, the, the pace that Golden State plays is exactly how Chandler Parsons wants to play basketball, which is run up and down the court and bomb away from three. And he hit four trays there. Um, and he, so he definitely held his own at that position in a game that sort of, you know, looked like a bigger blowout than it actually was. Like it didn't actually get close to, um, you know, 20 point, being 20 points up until a couple minutes left in the fourth quarter. They, and not, the, not to say that, you know, uh, Dallas was hanging in the game. Uh, I think what you have to consider hanging in the game is if, Golden State is not up 20 at the half, you know, which they were not. 
So they'd sort of, they hung in as long as they could, and then when the game when it was all said and done, it looked like they blew them out. But um, you got what you wanted out, out of Chandler Parsons, and I think he'll be in another good spot that I want to take advantage of uh, to uh, on Friday against Brooklyn. So those are the guys I'm sort of um, you know keeping tabs on, keeping uh, on my radar. Um, and I don't want to say don't forget about your boy that you like to. Um, um, sort of play as as a little bit of a sneaky option. He's been pretty cash safe and very cheap there. Uh, to PJ Tucker, uh, by the way, 30, uh, 31 and twenty seven point seven five fantasy points. That's good for a minimum of five to, uh, point three times value in the past three games. Had the hiccup against San Antonio that we don't care about. So to me, it's almost like it didn't happen. He only played six minutes in that game, and then before, the game before that went for seven point two x and thirty uh, with thirty four fantasy points there as well. The price has bumped up to fifty two hundred, but he, you know that they need him to play big minutes, and he's played no less than thirty two in the past four games, aside from the San Antonio game. Here's the game, the minutes breakdown: thirty two and a half, thirty five and a half, thirty eight point four four, and forty four point five four. So a lot of value to potentially be had. Um, out of P.J. Tucker as a cheap uh, small forward. Yeah, and that's that's actually the reason why I, I like him. Like, you know, every day guys are saying, should I play this guy or that guy who's like some hot commodity that we may or may not know about because somebody else is hurt. Like, with P.J. Tucker, you know you're getting basically a guaranteed 30-plus minutes. You know, I don't expect him to go out there and score me 40 fantasy points, although he has done it once or twice. Like, he has had one of those games where – you know, all those crazy threes he throws up just happen to go in and he can get it for you. But if he's going to play 20, you know, 28 to 32 minutes, you can be safe that he's going to pay off a salary, especially his salary starting to come up. But like when he was like 42, 4,600, like, you know, you're playing, you're giving me 32 minutes of, of PJ Tucker. I'm expecting him to get me 20 to 25 fantasy points, which at that price is really all you need for value. So, you know, he, he's guys like that. I feel like people over you know, rate some of these like, oh, J.J. Barea is going to have a huge game because he's getting a couple extra minutes, or we got to roster Raymond Felton because Dirk Nowitzki and Zaza are out. Like, I don't even draw that conclusion. Like, to me, the easy thing you guys want to do if you want to be more consistent in your cash games is look for guys who get consistent minutes. I mean, I know it's like an old cliche, but, you know, minutes equal money. If you're getting P.J. Tucker or another guy who may play 25 minutes when you know Tucker's going to play 30 or 35 – Take the guy that you know is going to play more minutes. If the two of them are both run-of-the-mill kind of players, the guy who gets more minutes is going to probably score more fantasy points because he's going to have more chances. Yeah, I totally agree with you there as well. So it's all about role and opportunity, and he's one of those guys that isn't sexy. And normally when I get into people, um, you know, spots like that with guys, you know, who, who want to talk about players who aren't, um, like, you know, big uh, offensive role guys or, or whatnot, um, you know, in, in another like universe, I would never play PJ Tucker. If it like if Eric Bledsoe and Brandon Knight were still healthy and they had like <clears throat> a legit mm-hmm. like power forward game with Marquise Morris going, you'd never oh, yeah. see me roster this guy. But the, all those things are not happening. None of those guys are available, so he's forced into a, a bigger offensive role. And you know, he can you know do the things that that make him somewhat valuable in season long leagues, which is like rebound, defend, grab steals, which is how he's able to you know get you over the 5x uh threshold i don't think he's ever going to be like a gpp home run play but you can use him as like a cheaper punt option or a cash safe guy to help you roll the kds and the lebrons and the bigger guys that we want to get into our lineups uh as a cheap forward option on in like a spot like a utility or or forward on DraftKings. so like i feel like there are times when at the end of the day you look back at your roster and you're like 
you have a guy on your roster who you say to yourself, like, man, why did I roster this guy? I know he was only 4,300, but why did I roster him? Right. When if you look at other options you could have had for like two or $300 more, like I said, you could have got a guy like P.J. Tucker who you knew was like, you know, maybe his ceiling is 30 and his floor is 20. But you know what? That's a safe 20 to 30 points for a guy that you're paying min price for. And you might have went there and, and thrown like Boban in, hoping today was a Boban game. And, you know, Boban could get you 30, but he could also get you, like, six. You know, like, P.J. Tucker, you know, is going to get you that 20 to 30. So just just take it, and then you'll still have the same amount of money left over to go get a big player, to go get a, you know, a KD or a Kemba Walker or, a, you know, Damian Lillard or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. So that those are the, these are sort of the little... Um, glue guys that you need on your team to sort of get you over the hump and and put you into good spots with some of the top options that you want to keep into your lineups. You're going to have to go cheap somewhere, and you don't want to get burned. You want some level of consistency, and uh, guy, guys like P.J. Tucker are, are, are ways that you can sort of work your, your lineup into that um, along with the, the more expensive options. Let's talk about power forward now here, Benny, for the Friday slate here. Um, a little bit surprised that uh, Kevin Love is highly projected as he is, but you know what? Maybe we sort of need to reevaluate what we think about this guy here overall. Had one of his best performances of the season uh, with 23-3 and 11-4 assists. This is what the Kevin Love that people thought they were buying when you know Cleveland made the big trade. Uh, for him, you know, uh, or you know, quite, yeah, acquired him in the off season uh, a couple years ago. So, uh, is it time to get be back on board? He has hit six x and, and the three of the past five, but the two previous games, you know, in soft matchups against Minnesota and uh, Chicago, uh, you know, really didn't do too much for you uh, overall. So, do we keep him uh, as like a GPP only guy? Do we need to sort of change change our our, our analysis and our thinking of him with Tyron Lue, who's knows his like his narrative is to make Kevin Love look like the player that they that they thought they they were you know paying a big big paying big money for mm-hmm. uh, and supposed to you know sort of put them over the hump as a monster team here in the I East. mean paying basically paying Andrew Wiggins for you know paying for one of the future stars of this league yeah. for they actually um, punted Andrew Wiggins in favor of Kevin Love so yeah so here's my situation with Kevin Love now. I, I like the price at 7000 because he does have the upside that he can pay that off, 6 7x value, um, which is tournament safe as well as, you know, obviously a great, you know, cash play. The problem I have with him is the consistency, which is why, you know, you, you down him a little bit in cash. But like you were saying, you know, the rhetoric that's coming out of Cleveland is that they want to get this guy going. They want to get this guy involved. They want to make him a bigger part of the offense. They don't want him to just be the ghost and, you know, they're not putting baby in the corner anymore like like Blatt was doing with the offense they were running there. Mm-hmm. Now, that's great that they're saying it. It was nice to see them actually start doing it yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where I stand on him. Right now I'm on the fence. I think right now he's only a GPP play to me until I see that this is something that's going to be consistent. You know, I feel like maybe yesterday because Phoenix had a whole bunch of bigs that have been banged up or out or hurt, you know, like was this part of the game plan was to get him more involved yesterday because it made sense. Whereas when they played Minnesota, who has Carl Anthony Towns and like 15 other big men on their roster where the, you know, the matchup might not have been as good because basically they were trying to get love the ball down low a little more. Um, So like I said, I don't know if this is something that's sustainable yet. So for me, that makes him only a GPP play. 
But I do like him because he does have, you know, what is it, three of the last five games he's flashed six X or better upside. You know, again, over that same stretch, though, he also gave you like a 25-point performance or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, to me, that screams GPP tournament only. So if you want to put a couple, you know, maybe have him and then take somebody on the other side for Detroit, you know, and kind of get some exposure to that game together, I like him more than I like LeBron. Let me say it that way, but... You know, I still don't know if I can trust that this is going to happen every day with the 40, 50 fantasy points or if it was just kind of, you know, was this game the aberration or is it the beginning of a new normal? Yeah, that's a very good question. So we'll just have to see, um, you know, how it all, it all ends up panning out. But I think we need to start considering rostering him uh, overall. So that's something else to consider. One of my favorite plays on the slate uh, for today, by the way, uh, is Julius Randle. We know that um, since Blake Griffin has made the switch over to boxing, uh, that uh, you know they they're in a very good spot. Yeah, right. I mean, that's basically what happened. So um, there's you know he's gonna be facing uh, you know Bob Mute, uh, Paul Pierce, any weird combination of guys that cannot handle Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm not trying to put Julius Randle in the Hall of Fame or anything right now, but the guy has been rolling. Bar- Byron Scott has you know um, despite his attempts to thwart. Uh, Julius Randle's, you know, progress and development. He has played 30 minutes in three of the past four games and has um, popped off for 6.4x, 5.5, and 6.3 in three of the past five. And the other two weren't, um, you know, performances at at the 55, 5600 range weren't bad. You know, 23 and and and, and 25 points were which were, you know, good for over 4x. So he didn't kill you, and he's still cheap enough to 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 meet value. Overall, and I think he's one of the, in one of the best spots defensively for Friday there as well. I think we have to. I don't. Did you read that Kristaps Porzingis article about him? How big of a breakfast he eats, uh, you know, um, before games and stuff like that on a daily basis because the Knicks wanted him to put on weight. Did you catch that one? I did not. But if it consists of nothing but bacon, I would like to join him on that diet. <laughs> it's kind of like that. It's like a heavy, heavy protein diet, and he actually like. Sort of was a guy who kind of like skipped breakfast. He was talking about when he was playing in the Euro League, and um, he actually had like a bout of anemia or whatever. And then so they just put him on a strict diet, and his mom's helping enforce it. And now he eats like a million calories for breakfast or something like that. And it sort of paid off with it. He put on like something like eighteen pounds uh, there in the offseason since draft day. So there's Jesus. that. You know what he does? He has another plate of breakfast being served up for him on Thursday at the power forward position with Phoenix Suns as well so i think we can make a case for porzing god especially if carmelo does not play there as well and um i don't know if he's power forward eligible i'm gonna guess not but i think I, we have to go back and mention this too because this is a sort of shift in um uh thinking here but stanley johnson is now um into the starting rotation i don't know how 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 long that is how long that's going to um stick uh for the D- detroit pistons uh there was yeah he's small forward eligible i know we're talking about power forwards now but Keep your eyes peeled on this guy while the price is super low. Thirty nine hundred is the price tag. Um, and he didn't do, he didn't blow anybody's socks off. But you know, twenty eight fantasy points at at that price point was good for seven point two x and in thirty more minutes of play. So he's got twenty minutes or more in the three and in, in the past three games. And he had been hovering around the twenty point mark there as well, and sort of dipping between giving you three x and seven x. So if you want to limit it to GPP only, I, I I'm fine with that. But Let's be on, let's be honest here. He's the future and the guy who who should be starting. Uh, 
in this lineup, and you need you definitely need to start um, keeping your eyes peeled for what Stanley Johnson can do for you in your DFS lineups as long as the price tag is hovering in this range. So um, we'll flip back to power forward here, and uh, let's talk about anybody else that you can sort of stump for before we move forward. Um, I mean, I'll give you, you know, you hit on a couple guys that I liked with Randall, and, and I do like Porzingis because of the defensive matchup. I mean, you know, Phoenix hasn't been able to stop any power forward. So let me throw out a couple cheap guys to go along with them for you. Uh, you know, Josh Smith, I think, is still... A risky yet viable um, option as a cheap option for your tournament play. Mm-hmm. He's still pretty cheap. He put up another 25 points um, in that game against San Antonio, which got a little bit out of hand. But, you know, again, I mean, this is a guy who, since coming over, in three of the four games since coming over, he's given you at least 25, 26 fantasy points. And his price is 4K. So 26 fantasy points at 4K is 6.5X. So, you know, I, I don't think he's, I don't know if he's safe enough for tournament. For a cash game, I mean, he's played 21, 23, 27, 24 minutes, so he's seeing floor time. Uh, had one, His bad game was 15 points. His best game was 31. He had 26 in the other two. So I think as long as his price stays down here in the 4,000 range, like 4,500 or below, I think he's still a viable guy that you could throw out there as the salary saver. And then, you know, similar, similar uh, you know, background and story for uh, Markeith Morris as well, who you know, put up 26 points in his last game against Cleveland, um, you know, 25 minutes in that one. The game before against Philly played 24 minutes, had about 20 fantasy points. He's a little more expensive. He's a tad below 5K. Um, I'd prefer Josh Smith only because you get the savings from him. But, you know, either one of these guys could be that guy that you throw into a tournament as that, you know, cheap option in the power forward spot in order to save some money to spend up elsewhere. Yeah, I totally agree with you there as well. So I think we've sufficiently covered um, the potential options that we can make a case for overall. Um, and before we move on to the center position for the Friday slate, don't forget that all you business out, uh, owners out there um, may in fact need a website if you don't have one yet. And if you're looking for a website, why not do it yourself here with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you used by more than 75 million people worldwide. Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day. So when you're running your own business, you're bound to be too busy, too busy to worry about the budget, the scheduling appointments, or to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy, and that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. All right, let's go ahead and end Talk about some stunners at the center position for Friday slate here. We got some big boys up here on top, and then a little cheapies that we might save some money here with. Uh, which way are you going? Paying up or spending down? Well, I have a couple guys that I like at both. Um, I really like DeAndre Jordan against the LA Lakers. He's been putting up some big games lately. He had 19 rebounds in back-to-back games. Um, you know, is averaging 15 rebounds over his last six, and he's basically. The only game he didn't score double figures was Indiana, where he only had uh, nine points. But he's basically gotten you the double figures and the double-double in each of his last six games here. Um, Block shots, you know, he's coming up with a few more blocks. He actually hasn't been blocking as many shots as he usually does. But the Lakers is usually a pretty good matchup for everybody. So 
I'd be okay running uh, Jordan out there. And I also like the matchup here for Vucevic um, going up against Boston. I always feel like you can pick on Boston with big guys. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that their guards have pretty good defense. You know, their guard DVP is usually pretty good. But big men tend to be the ones that, uh, you know, do a little bit better against them. So I like Vucevic as well if I'm going to pay up. And then if you're paying down, there's a couple guys you can look at. Um, You know, Spencer Hawes isn't matched up against Utah this game. So I think he's back in play, especially if his price stays down at like, you know, 45, 4,600, which I think it will. Um, you know, you can look at the centers from Phoenix. I think I like Alex Len a little more than I like Tyson Chandler um, going up against the New York Knicks there. Um, those are probably most of the options that I'm looking at. I mean, you know, you've got guys I think like Gobert is okay, but I don't love the matchup against Minnesota with all their bigs. Um, Steven Adams is back, so not only is Cantor off the table, but I also think it makes it tough on Dwight Howard in this matchup, who, you know, still isn't 100% either. So, really, I think it's, I'm paying up for DeAndre or Vucevic, or probably coming down to, like, most likely Spencer Halls, if I have to save. Yeah, um, I could see that uh, being a situation that you could sort of, uh, stump for here overall. Uh, for me, I want to, I want to take a look here at Brooke Lopez, um, because if Zaza Pachulia misses again, Salah Mejri is a guy who's you know uh, you think you can sort of target on the on defensive uh, and a little bit. Brook Lopez has been a little bit inconsistent as of late, but the good news about him is he actually had a high water mark not too long ago, as far as far back as January 9th um, of seventy nine hundred, and the prices and the prices dipped all the way down to seventy two hundred. Uh, believe it or not, had a couple, um, you know, big time pickups against Atlanta and Utah. So if you want to limit him to GPP only, that's fine. But he crushed against OKC with a 53 point performance, and then um, paid off 7x again uh, on the 18th against Toronto uh, with 53 points. So he's definitely still their best player and their best offensive option. Could be in a good spot with no Zaza Pachulia, who isn't a great defender anyway. He's not a shot blocker at all. He just sort of, you know, is a, is a veteran who knows how to stay in front of his man. But if they play Mejri in there, that could be a much better. Uh, spot for him uh, overall. So something else to, uh, to take a look at um, in that, that situation here. I'm o- I'm also okay with DeAndre Jordan um, against the LA Lakers uh, as well. He's been getting it done on a very serious level in terms of rebounds. Now, if he can just make sure he hits the double-double bonus and blocks a few more shots, we'll be in much better shape. But, you know, 5.5 and 5 times value, 19 rebounds in back-to-back games with four blocks is, uh, against a quality team in uh, Atlanta and uh, Indiana, um, both you know two playoff teams in the East there as well. Got to pay some sort of attention to there as well, and you know they they really have no other legitimate front court option uh, to go for. So I don't expect him to be scoring too much more, but I do expect him to be gobbling up all the rebounds because they're playing a three um, at at the four with Paul Pierce and Bob Mute. So every board that's available is basically going to be available to DeAndre Jordan and almost only DeAndre Jordan. So you could definitely make a case because we know the LA Lakers like to throw a bricks like it's nobody's business. Uh, so um, that's that's what I have to say uh, about some uh, sneakier guys um, or, I mean, about him as, as being a top option. On the sneaky side there too as well, if um, Dr- Greg Monroe is going to draw uh, Amari Stoudemire on defense – there as well. I think you're going to have to definitely pay attention. He's probably going to be one of my top cash game plays uh, there as well. You take a look at the um, price tag payoff here. Super consistent. Rather than running it all down, we have like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games that I want to talk about. Since January 10th, he has only paid off less than 5.4 times his price tag once. 
and he paid off almost 4.6 with 31-point performance. So he's been averaging 40 points plus, been an absolute double-double monster, and you get the double-double bonus on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft there as well. He's blocking some shots there. Uh, also as well, chipping in with the assist category. So he's been on a very nice roll uh, there uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks and in a very good spot potentially against no Hassan Whiteside defense in Miami. It is a little bit of a slow down pace uh, overall, but you know, you, Greg Monroe is not a guy who's sprinting up and down the floor to get his value anyway. He just wants to do damage in the paint. I think he could be in a very good spot against one guy who shouldn't even be playing in the NBA anymore and Amari Stoudemire. So, uh, yeah. Did you like tell that? Me how, yeah, tell Back me how you really feel it. about it. Yeah, tell me how you really feel about Amari. <laughs> yeah, I was like... Um, yeah, let me just uh, work my hot take into the whole situation along with my analysis. It was it was seamless. It was very well done. All right. Thank you very much. I think uh, that's going to wrap it up. Anybody else you want to toss out there or are we going to draw the line right there? Yeah, I mean, like I said, if I'm going cheap, I'm probably going halls. If I'm spending up, I really like the spot for DeAndre. Um, and I also like Vucevic, but I'm not really messing around with too many of the guys in the middle. Although Greg Monroe is somebody I will take another look at if Whiteside is out. Absolutely. All right. That is going to wrap it up for the Rotowire DFS podcast for Friday's action. We are not done for the week. We have been providing you Saturday DFS lineups all season long. We will continue to do so. So make sure you tune in tomorrow for the next episode. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. You can check me out on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. It's at Rotowire for all your fantasy season long and DFS needs. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.